0: DK Golfcast, presented by Bones Brothers Media. Ring the register. More of the Bones DK family enters the winner's circle. We'll get to the victory party in just one second, but let me first welcome you to the Bones DK Golfcast. Joining me, as always, my brother and good friend, TW Man 66. How are you doing today, Wild Man?
1: Doing good. Ready for the Valero? Feeling good.
0: And the namesake of this podcast, Bones DK, hanging out in what Keystone, Colorado? Is that where you're at right now, Bones?
2: Yeah, we just got 11 inches last night. Oh it's uh, about 23 degrees, so uh, it is full winter here. Everyone's sending me Snapchats and all this stuff of being on the beach and 7 degree weather. It's 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 cold, and it's a fresh pow day here. So we're gonna get some turns in tomorrow
0: here in Colorado. That is incredible. It's 75 and sunny here in North Central West Virginia, although it's going to get a little cool Thursday and Friday. Um, it should be 100% pedal to the metal golf weather uh, come this weekend in North Central West Virginia. We're looking forward to that. By the way, you can follow me. My name is Edge, but you can follow me on Twitter, at GolfGuyWV, in my quest for 100 rounds. Uh, Any surprises, T.W. man, from the... Uh, past WGC event that Horschel won. We were high on Horschel. Victor Perez performed very well, who was your Flyer of the Week. And he takes from last week's tournament before we move on to the Valero Texas Open. Because we do want to talk about the Winner circle. We had Bishop get in there again with a $1,500 cash. We had your boy, O almost make a run at it there. He just was a little short on Victor Perez. Um, it, things are starting to develop here for us, and we had a good week last week.
1: Yeah, we got another loyal follower, uh Named Shib, who I think, uh, you know, followed some of the picks. Perez being the flyer of the week, Harmon, Van Ruin, Horschel, Scheffler, uh, all guys that we picked to advance out of the group stage that did and, uh, and made runs. They were cheap guys. So, I mean, if you, if you really put it together based on our picks last week, you may have made a run. So we'd love to hear about it if you did. Um, big spot for us though was Brian Palmer versus John Rom. Uh, That playoff meant a ton to us because we did have Horschel and Scheffler in our deep lineup. But, uh, yeah, good run overall. It's a tough event to play. Totally different than what you're prepared for. So happy to get some money out of the the WGC last week.
0: And then Bones DK, you know, we got the Masters coming up next week. We don't want to jump too far ahead because we want to talk about Texas. But Billy Horschel seems to be red hot right now, and he's got to be a guy you have near the top of your list for the Masters, right?
2: Yeah, he keeps coming out. Billy Marshall is a a clutch player. I just can't believe he can do it with what he does when he putts and drives and shoots the shots with all the jitters and everything before it. But he's getting it done, and uh, this guy's a competitor. I mean, he's one of the toughest guys, especially in match play. He shows it. He's a a competitor. Uh, So, yeah, he can definitely show up at the Masters. He cares a lot. Uh, So watch out for him. He seems to be focused right now for sure.
0: Well, the Masters is two weekends away. This weekend, we are in Texas at the Valero Texas Open. The course will be at TPC San Antonio. It is a long ball hitter's course, Wildman. What else can you tell us about this course?
1: Yeah, it's it's almost 7,500 yards, traditional par 72, so it's got equal par 5s and par 3s. Um, It is San Antonio. One thing to note about this course is that uh, the last playing of it, Corey Connors won at 20 under par, so you can score out here despite the length of the course. Um, but the statistics show that since 2012, there's been only four rounds of golf played at this course in tournament play that were not affected by wind. Uh, so an overwhelming amount of Texas wind in this particular area of San Antonio um, so expect that and play guys that can play in the wind and, and hit that Texas wedge. We talked about it last week, being in Austin's low ball flight, run out off the sea. If you watch that event, you saw even Kuchar, I mean, was getting 60 yards of run out on his tee ball um, So you're going to want guys to keep it low, get that run out, position themselves on long holes uh, for shots into the green because it is undulating greens and it, there's a lot of valleys out there around the green. Um it, it, you know, again, even though you can go low here, it is a tricky course that a lot of amateurs get swallowed up in. Matter of fact, Sergio, our boy, helped design it. And uh, from a couple of accounts that I've heard, he loads the course, tastes it, never plays it.
0: <laughs> well, it's going to take a long ball hitter that can make a lot of birdies. That's probably what is going to win this weekend. Not a terribly strong field, uh, Bones DK. What are stats are you looking for to build your lineup on this week?
2: Yeah, you're looking at uh, off the tee and approach for me. Um, and also guys that can play well in the wind is kind of insurance in case it does get windy. Uh, it's not necessarily going to get really windy, but in case it does, I want those guys that can outperform uh, perform in the wind. So I'm going to look at those uh, three stats for sure.
0: Let's jump right into it. Dustin Johnson bowed out of this tournament earlier this afternoon because he wants to uh, rest up and practice for the Masters. So the favorite by uh, the Williams uh, Sportsbook... Uh, William Hill sportsbook, excuse me, is Jordan Spieth at twelve to one. Although Tony Finau is at sixteen to one, he's the third highest odds right now on the William Hill sportsbook. But he is the most expensive golfer. So we look if we look at the top tier guys here. We've got Finau at 11K. We've got Spieth at 10-7. Of course, Spieth's only win in Texas came five years ago here at the TPC San Antonio. He also finished runner-up here in 2015. He is an appealing pick. He's an interesting pick, as he is every week, but he's finished in the top 15, five of his six last PGA starts as well. You've got Scheffler. You've got Matsuyama. And then after that, I know you guys have some flyers that you want to talk about, some mid-range guys, because they're going to be important this week. But on the top-tier bones... Who is appealing to you? Or are you going to try to build your lineup around any of those guys?
2: Yeah, I'm not going to get to Tony Fee now this week. The two guys I'm really looking at, obviously, are Jordan Spieth and Scotty Schepler. Both these guys are just in an incredible form right now. They are dialed in. The thing about Jordan Spieth is he's gaining on approach uh, in the last four out of the last five rounds. so His irons are on right now. Another stat, uh, off the tee, uh, dating back to January 21st, he lost off the tee twelve rounds in a row, and now he's gaining on off the tee three out of the last four. And I was watching him, guys. Uh, Hit it down the middle on the drive. So that's when you want to uh, you get a little scared of Jordan Spieth. So but not only are his irons on, but his drivers are on right now, and that's what you're usually scared of. So uh, this guy has a very good chance to win this week heading into the Masters. And then Scotty Scheffler, I think he was right there as well. So I'm going to build both my lineups. Uh, around Jordan Spieth and Sheffler this week. Even though I think there is tons of value in the nine and $8,000 range, I think most people are going to try to uh, build a balance build this week. And I see a lot of value in Speed and Sheffler uh, for sure this week. I like both of them.
0: It's good analysis. Jordan Spieth, however, is 204th on tour right now in driving accuracy. Only hits 50% of fairways. We just talked about Wildman a moment ago. You're going to want a guy that drives the ball long and also a guy that makes a ton of birdies. And doesn't Finau and certainly Scheffler fit that bill?
1: Yeah, I think Scheffler, for me, is the guy here. Uh, I mean, look, I, I, you can say what you want about him. He hasn't won on the PGA Tour yet. Look at these results. I mean, fifth is the concession. WGC strong field. Obviously, you know, he made 15 birdies on Saturday in the uh, quarterfinal round at uh, at Austin last week. I mean, 15 birdies and 36 holes if he even played them all. I mean, this guy can fill it up, pour them in, and it's clearly ascending himself to the top of the, uh, the golf world. Uh, for me, Finau is just, man, 11000 for a guy that's never won on U.S. soil. He's got to win. He's got to win. <laughs> you know, I'm not paying $11,000 for a guy that, that hasn't won yet.
0: <laughs> it's a great call there, boys. I mean, you've you got to, you know, to win one of these DraftKings contests, you got to pick the winner. Right, you got to have him in your lineup, and Finau's pretty expensive for a guy that's never won. Uh, had a lot of runners up though, and you can never go to sleep on Hideki Matsuyama. Also, he's always consistent, good long hitter. He can score. Uh, he's might be a little expensive though at ten one. Let's jump into the guys that are under ten thousand bucks. I know you guys like answer a lot this week. Abraham answer that is. I think you guys were also talking about Corey Connors earlier this week. Ryan Palmer. Um, we've got Tringale. We've got Hoffman. Eh, I don't know about him. Brandon Steele. All these guys between 9-1 and 9-7. Who you like in here, Bones, DK Any of those names I just mentioned.
2: Well, You nailed it with answer and Connors. Both those guys are uh, gaining an approach the last couple of rounds. Corey Connors seems to be on a different level right now. and Look at his results. The guy's churning out top 10, top 25. Uh, he's a uh, technically the defending champion here, so he probably will gain a lot of ownership there. I definitely worry about the ownership. Um, you definitely want to avoid the shots, but golf shots this year has been hitting. Uh, you know, so you kind of want to be honest. So I'm looking at those two guys. Uh, this is a juicy range, but I'll tell you what. You, you brush off Charlie Hoffman. This guy is number one in ball striking right now. He is gaining incredibly off on the approach, and he's hitting the ball well. Has great history in Texas, so I actually like Charlie Hoffman here. He's a great pivot off all these guys. He's actually probably my favorite play uh, outside of Connors and
1: Anser in this range.
0: Hoffman's made 13 of 17 cuts this year. I know a guy you like, Wildman, is Ryan Palmer. Why?
1: Well, for starters, he's a Texas guy, and uh, he just kind of – Somebody said this to me the other day about Palmer. Said he kind of got this Kenny Perry type of feel to him. If, if you're uh, a golf historian, you know that Kenny Perry, um, you know, played well into his 40s and contended. As a matter of fact, he lost in a playoff at the Masters, I think, it, somewhere in his mid 40s. Um, and you know, Palmer's a guy who's vying to get on the Ryder Cup team. Guys, um, there's always a narrative surrounding the Ryder Cup if you follow golf. Around this time of the year, the big events start coming. It's getting closer to that time for captain's picks. If you don't qualify, um, so you're going to be want to be a guy who um, is producing in big fields, especially around this time of the year. Um, and Palmer, you know, let's let's call it like it is. One of the best far five players on the planet, and uh, he's a Texas guy. Really masters that Texas wedge, and uh, you know what we kind of call the low country knockdown, which is. You know, either either hitting a 7-iron from shipping range or putting from off the green, for, you know, from 20 yards off the green. That's what we we'll call him that. Um, so a guy that I just like, and at 9,400, I believe to be a bargain. He's he got three top sixes here, by the way.
0: Besides Finau, who we just mentioned was 11,000 and has never won a golf tournament on American soil, Palmer is by far the second highest average fantasy score here out of this uh first group of guys that we've talked about he averages 84.4 points a round or a a, a contest on DraftKings so he is appealing in that regard if we jump down a little bit further we can get into the uh, Matt Kuchers of the world who by the way Matt Kuchers DraftKings profile photo uh, yikes I think he wants to change it man for sure it looks like kind of looks like a cartoon character in it um you've got kim at 8900 you've got cameron davis so i know you guys like a lot at 8800 by the way by the way a guy that fits the bill a long hitter makes a ton of birdies in fact 206 birdies in his last 50 rounds our boy lanto Griven, he's at 8700 kirk zach johnson keegan bradley some familiar names we've talked about on the cast in the last few weeks who's appealing to you out of this eight to nine range bones dk uh, I
2: think it's pretty predictable for me, honestly, at this point. Uh, Cameron Davis and Lanto Griffin, I'm staring at both those guys. Uh, especially Cameron Davis, he hits it long and plays great in the wind. Uh, I like Lanto Griffin in a little tougher courses where he can string up birdies and he's great in the wind also. So I'm looking at those guys strong. Of course, they're a little overpriced this week. Honestly, both of them. Uh, I hate to see them in the $8,000 range, but it's the kind of tournament it is. Um, so you're going to have to pay up for those guys. Uh, definitely looking at Chris Kirk and Keegan Bradley in this range as well. And, you know, we'll get a little lower about Ricky Fowler, uh, but Ricky Fowler needs to win in order to make the masters this year. And, uh, he's been in the Masters since 2010. So he's actually losing on approach in the last four rounds, pretty poorly. He does have good, uh, four tournaments, excuse me, not four rounds, but he does have good history here. So. He's somebody to look at if you want to play that narrative. He needs to win in order to make the Masters. Uh, but yeah, Cameron Davis, Lanto Griffin, uh, definitely my one-two in this range, uh, and then followed up by Chris Kirk and Keegan Bradley. Both these guys are playing incredible right now, and all these guys can pop off and, and win at any moment.
0: Cameron Davis is thirty-five to one. Lanto Griffin is forty-five to one from the William Hill Sportsbook. Does Lanto Griffin, in your opinion, Rob? One-word answer: Have a legitimate shot to win? This tournament? Yes, that's okay. why I like him. Okay, interesting thoughts there. Uh, anything to follow up on that, TW Man? Any rebuttal to that analysis? It's strong.
1: Yeah, one spoiler alert. Fowler's not going to win the event. Uh, um, but, uh, no, I, I down here I like Chris Kirk a lot. Last five events here, he's got two top eights and two missed cuts surrounding a top 13. So a guy that's actually in my model on FantasyNational.com, um, which is which is really um, centered around longer holes, long par 4s, long par 3s, long par 5s. Chris Kirk ranking out number one ahead of Dustin Johnson, number two, who's obviously not in the field. So that's how strongly I feel about Kirk this week. Um, as far as Lanto versus Cameron Davis, look, I mean, one of them's won on tour. One of them qualifying for WGC, and one of them isn't. And uh, the one that is is Lanto. So I give him the edge there, although I do think Davis can score uh, fantasy-wise. But I, I obviously would leave Lanto there as well.
0: Ricky Fowler, by the way, uh, just going back a little uh, ways here, is at 8,100 this week on DraftKings. One-word answer out of you, wild man. Uh, I know we love his style, Damon won this past week uh, in Puerto Rico, I believe. It was his first PGA Tour win. Um, will he bust this weekend, or will he grind it out off a off his first PGA Tour win?
1: I'll give you just a warm sentence. I think Damon makes the cut because he's coming out of a very windy tournament last week that he won. Um, so coming into conditions that he's familiar with, having to bend shots just a few days ago. So I predict Damon makes the cut.
0: Good stuff. We jump into the 7 to 8K range. Harold Varna III, who uh, I think was your Bones Flyer of the Week or your Wildman Flyer of the Week not too long ago. Ryan Moore coming at 7,900. Uh, Brandon Grace Willett, a former Masters champion at 7,700. Woodland, a former U.S. Open champion at 7,600. So you've got some big names. Mickelson down there at 7,500, also between seven and 8,000. Um, is a guy in this range going to win you this DK contest maybe this week, Bones DK?
2: Yeah, I'm not. Uh, it's a pretty tough range. I'm looking at a few guys. Uh, my fields my right now are kind of getting to the lower $7,000 range, but I think there are some good plays here. It, it's weird seeing Gary Woodland 7600 in such a weak field. I mean, this guy's uh, he's won some big tournaments before, but he's just not playing well. He's, he's not there mentally. So I, I'm not going to get there. It's just weird seeing him. Uh, you, you look at a guy like Danny Willett. Uh, he plays great in the wind. Uh, he's actually playing in pretty good form. He's gained on an approach and off the tee in the last two rounds. He's a great Masters player, so I could see him uh, trying to play well heading into the Masters. He's he's a guy I'm definitely going to look at, Danny Willett. Uh, and then you know our boy Sebastian Yunes. He always just racks up birdies. Uh, he played pretty well. He, you know he went toe to toe with Brom. Uh, not at the match play. He ends up going 0-3, but again, uh, if he makes the cut, Uh, I kind of like this guy there. So, um, the other guy would be probably Danny McCarthy. Again, these are guys that I I played in the past. You've got to pay up for these guys this week, but I don't have too many great plays in the $7,000 range. I'd say those three guys are my favorite plays.
0: Uh, we were high last week on Eric Van Ruyen and did well at the WGC. Does he have anything left in the tank this week, TW man?
1: I think so. I mean, I, I'm, I'm telling you guys, the same analysis I had last week going into the match play, a lot of people don't know who this guy is. The fact that he's qualifying for the largest events in the world is based on his world ranking. So what does that tell you? I mean, Victor Perez, who was a semifinal flyer of the week last week, Came into the event, I, I believe, 31st in the world rankings, and a guy you've never heard of. So these guys are playing in international fields and World Golf Championship fields and, and producing. There's no reason why he can't play, you know, even if he plays average, finished you know, 20th in the tournament based purely on talent alone. Uh, so being a 7,500, I think he's a, a, a tremendous steal. Uh, and I also want to mention uh, one of my favorite guys, Ryan Moore who has not finished worse than 18th at this event since 2015. Coming in with some um, interesting form, to say the least, but a guy that's also top 10 did Augusta. So maybe he finds something around this time of the year, springtime down south, and uh, can put something together. Good, Good Peter Green player.
0: All right, uh, TW man. When we come back to you, we're going to get your flyer of the week. But let's throw it back to Bones DK. Any guys that you want to talk about that we've left out? We could go through the six, uh, the below six thousand or below seven thousand guys. There's a lot of them, though. Some of them you may have never even heard of. Uh, it is a weaker field as we prepare for the Masters next weekend. Anybody else you want to mention here?
2: Uh, the one guy I wanted to play was Martin Laird, but then I went on PaytonNational dot com and I. I saw he's lost in approach eight eight rounds. So I'm going to say Fade Martin-Laird. He's a former uh, champion here. I was looking at him. Uh, so Fade Martin-Laird, that was someone I was looking at. Uh, one guy that i like to see, uh, he plays good in the wind. I think he's $7,000 this week. He's playing pretty well, gaining on approach. and off the tee the last round, even though he missed the cut. Uh, Russell Knox. Uh, this guy can just pop up randomly, and he's pretty cheap this week at 7000 That's probably one of my favorite plays. Has a good history, Uh, Texas as well. 7th at the AT&T Pro-Am this this year where it gets a little windy. So um, I like that's the one guy I'm looking at in the lower range.
0: Drum roll, everybody, as we prepare for Wildman's Flyer of the Week. You nailed it last week with Victor Perez. That was a really weak drum roll, by the way. Sorry. Um, But we (laughs) nailed it last week with Victor Perez. Can you do it two weeks in a row, Wildman? Who you got as your Flyer of the Week?
1: All right, we're coming in sixty-four hundred here with the flyer of the week. It's January. Uh, a handful of really good runs in tournaments, top thirties. Couple of missed cuts coming in, um, but a guy that has been dominating the Corn Ferry Tour recently and can really roll the putter. We're going to play Bo Hogue at sixty-four hundred, Columbus, Ohio. Ohio State native. Uh, as our flyer of the week.
0: All right, Bo. Hogue is our Flyer of the Week, the former Buckeye. Bones, DK, when can we expect to see your top picks posted to Twitter and your social media? And can you give us any of your top picks at this moment?
2: Yeah, we'll get it out tomorrow. Um, I think, yeah, definitely my top picks. I'm looking I'm, – I feel more strongly about the upper range for sure, like the nine, ten thousand. 10,000. So, obviously, Steve and Scheffler – and then you got Abraham answer Corey Connors, and Hoffman for me. And I, I agree with uh Bodman with Ryan Palmer as well. I, I know I pretty much named almost the whole upper range there, but I really feel strongly about any of those guys. So uh those six guys are probably my favorite plays. you got Cam Davis, Lanto Griffin, and Chris Kirk. Uh shout out to Keegan Bradley. You know, those guys for sure. And in the $7,000 range, I'll, I'll probably refer to the top big sheet. I, I named a few guys, but I'm not sold on them. Probably Danny Willett is my favorite play out of that range. Uh, and one cheap guy I'm looking at is Roger Sloan. Uh, he missed the cut here last year, but he's coming off three top 25s in a row. Also, uh, 22nd at the last tournament where it was windy as well. And he's gained an approach five, uh, six straight rounds, actually. And he's, he's great off the tee. So that's the one I'm looking at. He can really just pop off out of nowhere and have a top five. Uh, Roger Sloan is, is the Bones DK Golf
0: Flyer of the Week. <laughs> Did we leave anybody out, Wild Wildman?
1: Uh, I do want to mention while Rob was talking there, I, I ran a model in windy conditions with the same statistics that I'm eyeing. The number one player in that model is Eric Van Ruin. So, we're going to be back him this week. I mean, I can't get away from them. It's a seventy-five hundred dollars uh, price range. Um, but no, I mean, I think we, I think we hit on a lot of guys. I mean, I mean, like Broad said, Fowler needs to win. I think Nedeker needs to win to get in. And and really, anybody outside the top fifty in the world who hasn't won on the PGA Tour this season or last season with the COVID is is trying to win to get in. Um, so keep that in mind and, and again like some of these guys like Gary, Gary Woodson is an obvious fade but it is the Ryder Cup and it is Augusta does he does he use this event to really try to um, be aggressive and work some kinks out to get ready for next week I don't know Um, but, but the last guy I'm going to throw out is Will Gordon if you're down in that weird range of like 6,800 I would take a look at Will Gordon based purely on recent form and um, um, a guy that seems to be playing well every time you, you, you pay attention to the second page of
0: the leaderboard. Excellent analysis here tonight. Let's transition real quick into college basketball. Did you know the only single, I think Gonzaga's 30-0 and 0 right now, 29-0, and 0, the only single-digit win that was sustained by Gonzaga this year was by the West Virginia Mountaineers. West Virginia had Baylor on the ropes, granted, at home at the end of the season. How do you feel watching this basketball tournament? And I mean, look, it's easy to lose in the in the NCAA tournament. I get it. But boy, this team, a lot of people are critical of, went toe-to-toe with the two teams that are going to get to the national championship, I would think. Although a lot of people are low on Houston because they never heard of them. Houston looks fantastic. They're senior-led also. But just what do you make right now, Wildman, of the entire March Madness scenario and where West Virginia could have been? I mean, the the series of events at the end of the season, losing to Oklahoma State at home, and then you would have been able to get into the Big 12 championship by beating one Oklahoma team. We didn't have that come to fruition because we lost. We lost to an underrated... Um, Syracuse team that got blown out by Houston. I'm sorry, I got a lot you talk, but how do you feel about it, Wow man? it's frustrating, right?
1: Two, two things, two things that are that are extraordinarily frustrating. Number one, buddy Bayhar. if give, give me a break. This guy finds lightning in a bottle against West Virginia. Give me a break, you know um, the, the, it was how predictable it was it that they were gonna put up a bagel the next week, which they did. And then, and then it's just always about the refs, man. In college basketball, you know, just always about the refs. I mean, Deuce McBride got called for a charge against Gonzaga late in the game. It was even the even the announcers were like, "Ooh, ooh." You know, I don't know if Huggins said something or not, but it's always a team that just seems to have have such incredible talent and 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 just not efficient enough offensively. To go deep—that's what it feels like to me.
0: Bones, DK. Any thoughts on the madness that is March?
1: Yeah,
2: I haven't been watching as much as loud man. Uh, It's been fun to watch again. My 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 bracket's busted. I've been trying to focus a little on on golf and riding a little bit, but uh, you know it's the best time of the year. March Madness, I love it. Can't wait to watch the, the the rest of the
0: game. Nobody beats Gonzaga, do they, Stevie?
1: I think Baylor. I think Baylor can beat him, dude. I mean, they got four, I think four starters that shoot over 40% from three. Yeah. Um, and man, are they, they can they flash? I mean, Butler and uh, Mitchell can get to the rack. They got that dude coming off the bench, Mayor, he can stroke it. I mean, they're. I, the only thing you worry about Gonzaga with is like, are they just coming in too confident? Like, do yeah. they need to be tested? This is the first
0: Final Four that Baylor's been in, I think, in program history. I know it's been 71 years, so I I don't know if they've been around longer than that. But this is the first Final Four. They're hungry. They also score a ton of points, and they're the best defensive team in the country. I don't think anybody is ready for them um, when they finally see them in in real speed. You're right. They're quick. they got three guys that are probably going to the NBA, probably first-round draft picks. They're a great defensive team. They're going to be very difficult to beat. All right, final thoughts before we sign off. Bones DK. I'll say I've been
2: against Baylor the whole time and that's probably why you should bet on them. So I like your analysis. Baylor's probably going to win it all. Bet
0: you the op- Bettheopposite.com. Bet all right. com.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, right here. Uh, as soon as you get an authentic
0: as soon as you get the authentic pick out of Bones DK, you go the opposite way. There's no doubt about that. You will win money. Um TW man, any final thoughts before we sign off? Yeah,
1: I'm going to say uh yeah, anybody who's listening this this long, start your lineup with Van Ruin. That's what I'm going to do. I, I I really expect a, a nice showing out of this guy. I'll
0: tell you what, it's really good analysis Aaron. that you're offering there, too. If they get into the field of 64, they're one of the 64 best players in the world right now. And uh, Van Ruin is kind of flying under the radar. He's got one of those weird names. A lot of people don't really know a lot about him. Wild man, you did a good job of selling him on me uh, today. Okay, so it is the Valero. Texas Open, it is the TPC San Antonio. We wish you all great luck with not only this DK contest, but with your NCAA brackets, if you still have any that aren't busted. TW66, thanks so much for joining us. Bones DK. thanks so much for joining us. And again, my name is Edge. You can follow me on Twitter at GolfGuyWestVirginia. Thanks so much for listening to the BonesDK GolfCast.